Chapter Eleven of Good Stories for Great Birthdays. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Good Stories for Great Birthdays by Francis Jenkins Alcott. February twelfth, Abraham Lincoln, the Great Emancipator. With malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right as god gives us to see the right let us strive on to finish the work we are in to bind up the nation's wounds to care for him who shall have borne the battle and for his widow and his orphan to do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with all nations abraham lincoln march fourth eighteen sixty five oh slow to smite and swift to spare gentle and merciful and just who in the fear of god didst bear the sword of power a nation's trust in sorrow by thy bier we stand amid the awe that hushes all and speak the anguish of a land that shook with horror at thy fall thy task is done the bond are free we bear thee to an honoured grave whose proudest monument shall be the broken fetters of the slave pure was thy life its bloody close hath placed thee with the sons of light among the noble host of those who perished in the cause of right william cullen bryant abraham lincoln was born february twelfth eighteen o nine was elected president eighteen sixty issued the emancipation proclamation new year's day eighteen sixty three was re-elected eighteen sixty four he was assassinated eighteen sixty five the cabin in the clearing it was only a small cabin in a forest clearing in the wilderness of indiana it stood on a knoll overlooking a piece of ground where corn and vegetables grew in the woods around the cabin were bear deer and other wild creatures the furniture was rude brought from the east or made of logs and hickory sticks while the bed was a sack of leaves in the big fireplace the logs cut from the forest burned with a cheerful blaze and there lived little abe lincoln nine years old with his father and sister and his mother nancy hanks lincoln abe was born in kentucky when he was seven his family moved to the cabin in indiana he helped clear the way through the wilderness to the new home so with swinging the axe and blazing trails he was made unusually large and strong for his age alert and courageous a real backwoods boy he could shoot fish cut down trees and work on the farm in the clearing in his veins ran the red blood of kentucky pioneers his grandfather in the days of daniel boone had been killed by an indian while abe's father a child then had been rescued from the same indian by his brother mordecai lincoln a daring lad who shot the savage with his dead father's rifle so saving his little brother how he learned to be just let us have faith that right makes might and in that faith let us to the end dare to do our duty as we understand it abraham lincoln from his speech at cooper institute but it was not all work for abe on the new farm in indiana he picked wild plums and pawpaws in the woods and ate corn dodgers fried bacon roast wild turkey and fish caught in the indiana streams he went to school when he could which was not often 
for in those days schools were few and far between and teachers were not many but little abe had the best teacher of all his mother nancy lincoln for though his father could scarcely write his own name his mother could read and she loved books she taught her little son his letters and how to read often they sat together in the cabin abe and his sister at their mother's knee while she read the bible to them i would rather my son would be able to read the bible than to own a farm if he can't have but one she said she was a beautiful woman slender sad and pale with dark hair she was more refined than most women of those hardy pioneer times but she could use a rifle work on the farm spin and do other housework because of her gentle and firm character she was loved and respected not only by her husband and children but by her neighbors above all things she had a deep and tender religious spirit which she shared with abe and his sister sarah she taught abe to love truth and justice and to revere god in time he could repeat by heart much of the bible and when he grew up he thought and wrote in the simple clear and forceful language of the bible and he learned from it his ideas of right and his scorn of wrong making him honest abe off to new orleans young abe lincoln went on several flatboat trips carrying produce down the mississippi to new orleans one of these trips made a deep and lasting impression upon him in new orleans he visited the slave market there negro men women and children were bought sold and flogged wives were torn from their husbands children from their mothers and auctioned off like cattle the anguish of these scenes wrung lincoln's heartstrings with quivering lips he said if ever i get a chance to hit that thing i will hit it hard john hanks a relative who was with him at the slave market said in after years lincoln saw it his heart bled said nothing much was silent looked bad i can say it knowing him that it was on this trip that he formed his opinions of slavery it runs into iron into him then and there the kindness of lincoln the little birds when lincoln was a lawyer one day he was going with a party of lawyers to attend court they were riding two by two on horseback through a country lane lincoln in the rear as they passed through a thicket of wild plum and crab-apple trees his friends missed him where is he they asked just then lincoln's companion came riding up oh replied he when i saw him last he had caught two young birds that the wind had blown out of their nest and was hunting for the nest to put them back after a little while lincoln rode up and when his friends rallied him about his tender heart he said i could not have slept unless i had restored those little birds to their mother rescuing the pig another time lincoln was riding past a deep miry ditch and saw a pig struggling in the mud the animal could not get out and was squealing with terror lincoln looked at the pig and the mud and then at his clothes clean ones that he had just put on then he decided in favor of the clean clothes and rode along but he could not get rid of the thought of the poor animal struggling so pitifully in its terror he had not gone far when he turned back he reached the ditch dismounted and tied his horse then he collected some old wooden rails and with them made a footbridge to the bottom of the ditch he carefully walked down the bridge and caught hold of the pig he pulled it out and setting it on the ground let it run away the screaming struggling pig had spattered lincoln's clean clothes with mud 
his hands were covered with filth so he went to the nearest brook washed them and wiped them on the grass later when telling a friend about his adventure lincoln said that he had rescued the pig for purely selfish reasons to take a pain out of his own mind opening their eyes it was toward the close of the civil war the crisis had come and the end of the long struggle was in sight the union troops were hemming in richmond president lincoln went himself to city point and there he remained anxiously waiting in his tent lived a pet cat it had a family of newborn kittens sometimes the president relieved his mind by playing with them finally richmond was taken and lincoln prepared to visit the city before he left his tent he picked up one of the kittens saying little kitten i must perform a last act of kindness for you before i go i must open your eyes he passed his hand gently over its closed lids until the eyes opened then he set the kitten on the floor and said oh that i could open the eyes of my blinded fellow-countrymen as easily as i have those of that little creature lincoln and the children hurrah for lincoln abraham lincoln loved children and even strange children were drawn to him as though they had known him all their lives here are a few of the stories told about lincoln and his child friends soon after lincoln was elected president he went to chicago where he was welcomed with shouts and cheers later as he sat in a room talking with friends a little boy was let in at the sight of the president-elect he took off his hat and swung it shouting hurrah for lincoln lincoln rose and catching the little fellow in his strong hands tossed him to the ceiling shouting hurrah for you only eight of us sir on the same visit to chicago while lincoln was talking with visitors a little german girl heading a delegation of other girls walked timidly up to him what do you want my little girl what can i do for you he asked kindly i want your name she said but there are many other little girls that want my name and as i cannot give it to them all they will feel hurt if i give it to you she looked around at her companions and said only eight of us sir lincoln could not resist that so he sat down immediately and forgetting his other visitors took eight sheets of paper and wrote a line and his name on each these he gave to the little girls and they went away happy he's beautiful once a little girl's father took her to call upon lincoln she had been told that he was very homely but when he lifted her on his knee and talked to her in his kindly merry way she turned to her father and exclaimed oh pa he isn't ugly at all he's beautiful please let your beard grow but there was another little girl who did not think so she lived in westfield in the state of new york she had seen lincoln's picture and did not like it so after his election she wrote a letter asking him to let his beard grow as she thought it would make him better looking lincoln enjoyed the letter very much it happened later that he was on a train passing through westfield and as the train stopped for a few minutes he was asked to address the people at the station he told about the letter and stroking his chin added i intend to follow her advice he then called for the little girl she came forward and he greeted her kindly three little girls one day after lincoln had gone to washington three little girls the children of a working man went to the white house on a reception day they joined the throng and were pushed along until they came to where lincoln was shaking hands with each of his visitors when the children reached him they were so bashful that they did not dare to put out their hands but lincoln saw them passing by and called little girls 
are you going to pass me without shaking hands then stooping over he kept everyone waiting while he shook hands with each child the president and the bible lincoln's love of truth justice and mercy his detestation of everything ignoble brutal or mean were taught him or strengthened in him from childhood through his reading of the bible the language of his speeches and writings was forceful and direct like the english of the bible and such a phrase as a house divided against itself he took from the bible while president he used to carry a new testament with him and he could quote whole passages he used often to rise early in the morning to get time to read and pray before the pressing business of the day began he read the bible aloud to the colored servants of the white house once when a committee of colored people waited upon him to present him with a fine copy of the bible he took it and made a speech to them a part of which was in regard to this great book i have but to say it is the best gift god has given to man all the good saviour gave to the world was communicated through this book but for it we could not know right from wrong all things most desirable for man's welfare here and hereafter are to be found portrayed in it to you i return my most sincere thanks for the very elegant copy of the great book of god which you present washington and lincoln speak a lincoln order to the army and navy the president commander-in-chief of the army and navy desires and enjoins the orderly observance of the sabbath by the officers and men in the military and naval service the importance for man and beast of the prescribed weekly rest the sacred rights of christian soldiers and sailors a becoming deference to the best sentiment of a christian people and a due regard for the divine will demand that sunday labor in the army and navy be reduced to the measure of strict necessity the discipline and character of the national forces should not suffer nor the cause they defend be imperiled by the profanation of the day or name of the most high at this time of public distress adopting the words of washington in seventeen seventy six men may find enough to do in the service of god and their country without abandoning themselves to vice and immorality the first general order issued by the father of his country after the declaration of independence indicates the spirit in which our institutions were founded and should ever be defended the general hopes and trusts that every officer and man will endeavor to live and act as becomes a christian soldier defending the dearest rights and liberties of his country november fifteenth eighteen sixty two address delivered at the dedication of the gettysburg national cemetery fourscore and seven years ago our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal now we are engaged in a great civil war testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure we are met on a great battlefield of that war we have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live it is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this but in a larger sense we cannot dedicate we cannot consecrate we cannot hallow this ground the brave men living and dead who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract 
the world will little note nor long remember what we say here but it can never forget what they did here it is for us the living rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced it is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain that this nation under god shall have a new birth of freedom and that government of the people by the people for the people shall not perish from the earth abraham lincoln november nineteenth eighteen sixty three the following famous stories about lincoln are in good stories for great holidays a solomon come to judgment the colonel of the zouaves courage of his convictions george pickett's friend he rescues the birds his springfield farewell address lincoln and the little girl lincoln the lawyer mr lincoln and the bible a stranger at five points training for the presidency why lincoln was called honest abe the widow and her three sons the young sentinel End of chapter 11